Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Man and his wife that argued about who should brew the coffee every morning. Wife said you should do it because you get up first. I won't have to wait so long to get my coffee. He says, you're in charge of cooking around here. You need to do it. It's your job. She said, wait a minute. She says, it's biblical that the man does it. He brews. Amen. So uh, let's turn to Hebrews chapter number seven. Amen. This evening, I'm going to read a few verses of scripture there and then go to Luke number one, Luke number one as well. Hebrews seven and verse number nine, the Bible states these words and Verse 9, sorry, 7 and verse 9. And as I may so say, that's kind of wordy, but as and as I may so say, Levi also, who receiveth tithes, paid tithes in Abraham. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Luke chapter number 1. Luke chapter number 1 and verse 46, and I'll be mindful of your time, and in the process of doing it, I'm being mindful of mine. Amen. Luke chapter number 1 and uh, verse number 46, the Bible states these words, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. Holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. For a little while tonight, I want to minister this. From generation to generation. Hallelujah. Father, I come to you this evening. I need you, O Lord Jesus, God. Mark any air from my mind and from my lips. God, hone in all of my Lord Jesus' thoughts, God, to focus on this, Lord, solitary element of time right now. God, I pray, O Lord, today, Jesus, help your people, Lord, to gather together and set down, God, at the table of your word, the daily bread. I pray, God, to be dispersed right now. God, I pray, Jesus, today, let let something said. I understand every word and every verb, Lord, that is used may not, Lord, God, just hit home with somebody but let something at least Lord that is said tonight Lord resonate within the heart or within the mind of individual Lord in this place and we'll give you all the glory for it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ I pray amen and amen and the church say amen amen Amen. you may be seated from generation from generation to generation amen I think it goes without saying tonight, and we live in a society, I think, more like this today than what we ever had in any other time. And that is men and women, humanity wants to do something in their lifetime that will outlast their lifetime. They are looking for ways to be enduring beyond the grave. They want some type of way that memory of them will not die and that remembrance will be kept, that they could somehow invest in something 
or be a part of something that will not go to the grave with them. It seems like that that is a concern of this generation to have their notoriety not just be for their lifetime, but that it would surpass their lifetime. Throughout scripture, there has been episodes of people in life that have had certain aspects of their life that their fingerprints have been on that leaked on down into their children's life, their grandchildren's life, and surpassed their lifetime in them going down to the grave. For a negative idea tonight, I believe a very good individual concerning things that happen through children and his children's children and generations going and that would be the man by the name of David whenever we would begin to consider uh, the development of the curses that came about through a choice and uh, episode in his life when he was standing out on the balcony and seeing Bathsheba bathing and he would call for her and go in unto her and commit adultery with her caused a spintail of effects of what took place in his own life what he became into obedience unto uh, was going to outlast just that segment of time and that moment that he had with Bathsheba we understand in scripture as a result of this that a man's life would be taken as well it would go into the next generation that the child that he had born of Bathsheba would after a few days be dead there in her arms but it doesn't stop there it seems like this curse and this infraction in the life of David continued to flow a little further Tamar one of his daughters was raped by one of his sons Ammon and so the curse seems to continue Ammon is killed by his brother then Absalom because he's upset with what his brother has done to his sister Tamar and the curse continues Absalom then attempts to take the throne of his father he later lays with all the concubines of his dad upon the housetop and it was it was prophesied in scripture that David what you've done in secret your son is going to do openly and publicly before the people what David did in a moment of indiscretion went from generation if you will to generation Absalom later finds himself dead in a tree hung there between heaven and earth another one of David's sons Adonijah comes forth being a self-proclaimed king. The Bible speaks in the Old Testament time that there would be issues in the lives of the children of Israel that the Lord would visit the iniquity of their fathers to the third and even to the fourth generations. Iniquity, wrongdoings, and infractions visited upon children, children's children, and even great-great-great-grandchildren because it went from generation to generation to generation he would visit that iniquity even on those that had no contact or participation as it were in the iniquity the Bible says he would visit on that third and fourth generation stating specifically of them that hate 
the Lord or that hated the Lord. In other words, whenever a seed is born within a life or in a family of wickedness or evil, there is something about that you transition some of that to your children. The way that you discipline yourself, the way that you act, the way that you respond to things is the way that your children pick up to respond to things. How they are going to react to circumstances. And if they continue in that same line, if they continue in that same line, of evil and wickedness then the iniquity is even going to be met in their generation the Bible tells us in Luke 11 and verse number 50 scripture states these words Jesus is speaking to some people of his generation and hour and he says the blood of all note now the scripture says the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this Generation, He says in verse 51, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple. Verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. Now there was a generation that was standing there that had not taken the life of Abel. There was a generation that was standing there that had not taken the life of Zacharias or from the very foundation of the world, the first prophet to suffer. But God said, I'm going to require the blood of all the prophets from generation to generation since it started. Why, God, are you doing this? Because if you can trace your ancestry and if you can trace your family tree, your fathers, some of your relatives were the ones that took the blood of Abel. Some of them were the ones that took the blood of Zacharias. And although you were not there in physical form, you were bound in the loins of your father. The moment that they took a tool of cruelty and took a life, you were in the loins of your father through, through son, through son, through son. You were in the loins of your father. And so I'm requiring of this generation all the blood that goes back as far as it can go in your family tree. And I'm going to require it of your generation because you were bound in the loins of your forefathers all the way back there. Someone say amen. There is in scripture and in life in general. There is, and you've heard of the terminology, there is a, a definite cause and effect, amen, not just in life, but even in Christian life. There is a cause and effect. The, the, the wisdom of Solomon in Proverbs 26 and verse 2, he said, as the bird by wondering and as the swallow by following, flying, he says, so the curse, causeless, shall not come. Solomon was saying if there is a curse that comes upon a family, if there is a curse that comes upon an individual, it has not come without a cause. There is a reason. There's a cause and effect at work. The effect is the curse, but the cause is somewhere else. It's a cause and effect. I like to demonstrate to you tonight that if a curse could go through from generation to generation, and if something that's happening in my lifetime, its cause could be back 
here when I was still bound up into the loins of my father. I say also tonight that perhaps blessing could go from generation to generation because there are people that are standing among me that's been bound up in the loins of your mothers and your fathers when they were trying to live righteously, godly, holy before the Lord. That the blessings that come even on your life today isn't just associated with the life that you have lived but with the life that your ancestors, with the life that your mom and dad, people that have gone before you have lived because a blessing causeless shall not come. If there's a blessing, it's been, there's a cause as a result of that. There's a purpose behind that. Someone say amen. And so it was laid out before the people in the Old Testament. And it's still laid out for us today. For the children of Israel, it was laid out to them. Here are the roads in life that you can choose. You can choose cursings or you can choose blessings. You can receive cursings or you can receive blessings. He told them in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. He says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you he said life and death blessing and cursing note the admonition of the Lord therefore choose life why that both thou choose life choose blessing so that you and your seed may live he says choose blessing Choose life because this isn't just going to affect your generation. This is going to affect generations to come. I don't want to assume the attitude. We spoke the other day of it. We somehow talked about it, Bishop, of Hezekiah. Years were added to his life to serve. He did a great exploits, did a lot of notable things that Scripture ascribes to Hezekiah. But whenever the word of the Lord comes and says, Hezekiah, all the gold and the treasures that you showed the Babylonians, there's going to come a day. They're going to come in here. They're going to rape all that from you. They're going to tear all that from you. But it's not going to happen in your day, Hezekiah. It's going to happen in your your son's day. You know what Hezekiah's attitude was? Well, good for me. At least it's not going to happen in my day. In other words, he had no concern for the way that he lived life, how it's going to affect the generations that was beyond his lifetime. Someone say amen. He said, I have blessing and cursing. I have life and I have death. Choose life because it's going to do something for you and it's going to do something for generations that follow you because while you're choosing life right now, there's some children bound up in your loins. While you're choosing blessing right now, there's some offspring, children, great-grandchildren as far as down the line you want to go that's bound up in your loins, the Bible says. You can look at scripture. He tells them and I'll get, I'll get there Okay, in Deuteronomy chapter number 28, he tells them everything that would come to them if they would just obey the Lord and if they would curse not, if they would just obey the Lord. He tells them that they would have a superior life if they would just bless the Lord and be obedient to the Lord. I'll bless you when you go out and I'll bless you when you come in. I'll bless you in the house and I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless your firstborn. I'll even bless the firstborn of your livestock and your cattle. All these things. I'll I'll bless your family and I'll bless your offspring. I'll bless all these things. But if you don't obey me, I'll curse you. You'll be cursed going out. You'll be cursed coming in. You'll be cursed in the house, cursed in the field. Your livestock will be cursed. Everything you got will be cursed. Your offspring will be cursed. Choose life. 
because this thing is generational. Someone say amen. This thing is generational. The Bible says, I get to my message here. The Bible says in Hebrews 7 that Abraham had a time in his life back in Genesis. This, this is a reflection on Genesis 14. That Abraham had a time in his life that he came home from war. He was fighting to get back his cousin Lot. He went to war with some kings. He came back. He was victorious. He had great spoils. And these people come out to meet him. But there was one, the king of Salem, Melchizedek, as it were, that came and the Bible says that Melchizedek, look now, if you look in Scripture in Genesis and even in Hebrews, that Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And it seems like as a result of Abraham being blessed by Melchizedek, Abraham turns around and gives tithes of all to or toward the one that blessed him. There's a principle. There's a principle. But the Bible tells me in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter number seven, and one of the verses there, verse number seven, the Bible says there is one thing that is certain, that the less is always blessed by the better. Someone hear me? It says the less is blessed by the better. So, whenever Abraham got blessed, and Hebrews bears it out well. We're talking about Father Abraham. We're talking about the one that has been spoken over. You have the promises of God on your life. Your descendants are going to be like the stars and like the sands along the sea. I'm giving you blessing and bounty. God blessed him. And yet already being blessed by God, this Melchizedek, which is a prefiguring of Jesus Christ, bless Abraham even more. So I had this man totally blessed by God and then another comes and blesses him. You know what that means? That means that Abraham was the less and Melchizedek was the better because the principle is the less is always blessed by the better. And whenever Abraham owned the fact that he was the inferior, and that was the superior. He turned around and gave and reverenced the superior in his life and took his place of being the inferior. Can someone say amen? Amen. The Bible says we have no record of his father or his mother. It doesn't, we don't have no record of his birth. We have no record of his death. This is how he prefigures Christ. He was of a eternal order of priesthood. He was not of the Levitical priesthood. He was not of the Levites, but he was the king of righteousness first, the Bible says, and then the king of peace. He's prefiguring Jesus Christ. He served as both a priest and a king. He's prefiguring Jesus Christ who would serve as king and as priest. 
priest. But whenever Abraham comes to him, he says, I understand something. You're the superior. I'm the inferior. I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you and reverence you and obey you because I understand who you are and I understand who I am. And I realize that you're blessing me because I'm less. So I'm going to turn around and give and obey you because I realize who you are and who I am. But there's something that happened in that moment, folks. Whenever Abraham did that, listen to me, I know this might take a while, but whenever Abraham did that, look at the scripture. The Bible says that his son Levi, who is not alive, gave tithe through Abraham. There's something being pointed out here. <laughs> Melchizedek's order, this priesthood against a Levitical priesthood. Levitical priesthood by law, they could take tithes of the people. But whenever they took tithes of the people, they just took tithes of their brothers and sisters in essence. But Melchizedek was not of the Levitical order and he received tithes of people that was not his family. Amen. And so he's trying to make a mark here that the greater order of priesthood is that of Melchizedek that Jesus Christ is going to come after. Because Jesus Christ was put in the order of the priesthood not because he was the tribe of Levi. That's not what the Bible says. All the Levitical priests, there had to be several of them. Why? Because sooner or later each one of them died. But not Jesus Christ. He was after eternal order. There's only one that serves him that. He didn't serve there because of his lineage, because of his descendancy. No, no, no. He served, the Bible says, because he had the power of an endless life. He had the power of an indestructible life. He's the superior. He's the greater. But whenever Abraham gave, he said it's just like Levi gave. In other words, folks, amen, there's something that was bound up in the loins of Abraham as he gave unto the Lord and as he was obedient unto the Lord. That was going to bring blessing upon the household of Levi. How could that happen? That happened for Levi's family because Abraham gave. I don't know if I'm making this plain enough. In my family, in my life, on my mama's side, if I go through my family tree, as far as I know, Dad, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I go through my family tree, I can go back to Grandma and Grandpa Camel. That was my Grandma Weisenberger's mom and dad. They were in the truth. That's as far as it goes back on their side. Am I right? They were in the truth. They were serving God. there that goes back to the 1800s hear me that goes back to the 1800s am I missing somebody well grandma camel I'm in the camels hallelujah let's ride a camel listen to me though I need Alex come up here you're gonna you're gonna be a you're just gonna be a woman I guess. And the whole aspect of this giving, listen to me. The gift, I'm not, I'm not preaching on tithing, I'm preaching on the giving aspect. You're showing who's superior and who's the lesser. Whenever Grandma Camel, back in the 1800s, gave, sister, come here. Whenever she gave, before Irene Weisenberger was ever born. <laughs> Marilyn Sue ain't here tonight. Marilyn, come on. 
Hear me today. Back in the 1800s, before Irene Weisenberger was ever born, before Marilyn Sue McGee was ever born. No, you don't pass that on. Come on. You're, we're in the 1800s. They're not even alive. But they're bound up in the seed and the loins. Whenever you went to give, Irene Weisenberger, Marilyn Sue, Paul McGee Jr., Mariah, come here. My daughter at a young age, whenever she gets money, she pays tithes, she gives. That's not the first time she tied. You know the first time this girl tied? All the way back in the 1800s. And the life that she gets to live, that she's benefited from, is a legacy of obedience. A legacy of obedience that dates all the way back to the 1800s. That whenever Grandma Camel was given, all the seed that was in her womb was going to be blessed, amen, from generation to generation because she identified who the superior was in her life and it affected her daughter and it affected her daughter and it affected this boy and it's affecting this child. It went from generation to generation. Well, Brother McGee, that don't mean anything to me because I'm not fourth generation Pentecost. Well, guess what, friend? You can start it in your family. Abraham wasn't fourth generation Pentecost either. From my understanding, he came from a family of idol worshipers and a bunch of pagans. But he's, he's the father of the Jewish nation. Why? Because when God said, leave your country and leave your family and go on the journey and I'll tell you where you're going, he was obedient. He understood who the superior was. And I'm the lesser, but I'm going to be obedient and give. And as a a result of his decision he affected Isaac's life and Jacob's life and Levi can somebody hear me right now from generation to generation what are you saying then I'm saying our giving our taking note of that has generational implications you can be seated generational implications Someone say amen. <laughs> Generational implications. This generation's got to understand that they're being blessed. It's because somebody is superior. And that makes them inferior. So I need to turn around and give honor and reverence, whether it be through giving or through obedience unto him. And if I do so, if I choose that life, if I choose that blessing, it's going to do something for me and my seed. What I'm saying is we cannot somehow assume the spirit of Hezekiah and say, well, we'll just get out of it what we can get out of it for our day. No, what you're doing right now, what you're doing every time you come, what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing is having generational implications. That boy, that girl may not be sitting on the pew by you right now and you might not have no grandkids right now, but what you're doing right now is already affecting little Johnny and little Susie and little Bethany before they're ever born. The moment that you start your worship that you 
you do right now that has generational implications. Whenever that child goes to worshiping, honey, I got five generations of Pentecost behind that worship. Honey, you could start today. You could start now. Let there be a good legacy from a good woman or good man tonight that they'll pass on to their seed and their seed after them. Someone say amen. I'd say it like this. And they just chose Levi because he was in the Levitical priesthood and this is being compared in contrast. But before he ever received tithe, he gave tithe. Through great granddad, Abraham bound up in his loins. Such great great implications that we're going to say, Levi, you gave whenever great granddad gave. Look at the power of that. You gave when great granddad gave. Honey, I'm going to give. I don't know who else is down in my family tree after I pass on from this life. But whatever I'm doing right now could be just a continuation of what generations before me did. And hopefully it will ensure and help safeguard that generations after me will do the same. Someone say amen. The Bible says... Psalms 112 and verse 2. It says, His seed, and speaking of one that is obedient, His seed. And see, obedience, you have a reverence. You obey because you understand the higher power in the hierarchy of a job or whatever it is. Whenever you're in the obedient mode, service mode you're understanding who the higher power is he said the obedient his seed shall be mighty upon the earth the generation of the upright shall be blessed verse 6 surely he shall not be moved forever look at this phrase now the righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance For society today that wants to do something to count enough that beyond their years there will be some type of remembrance or invest in something that will outlast them because that's a lot of what's going on today to want to make their print on life that will supersede their life. He says the righteous, there you go. He says the righteous shall be an everlasting remembrance. He says in verse 9, Why? Why shall he be an everlasting remembrance? Because he hath dispersed. He hath given. <laughs> he hath given. Why are you giving? I'm giving because I'm given to whom hath blessed me. He said he gave to the poor. He said when you give to the poor, when you've done it to the least. I was in prison. I was naked. I was hungry. When you fed, you fed me. When you clothed, you clothed me. When you visited them in prison. That's what happened when we went to Women's Reformatory. We went and visited the Lord. (laughs) He says, whenever you give, 
He said all these things, the dispersing and the giving, it will cause the righteous to be an everlasting remembrance. Because whenever that, that child, generations from now worship, they can't worship. They can't worship without recalling all the way back, however far they can go in their family tree. When great, 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 great grandpappy, they used to tell me, used to kick up his leg. Theopolis did. Used to kick up his leg. What are you talking about? They're going to be an everlasting remembrance because the testimony of our life, yes, it's based upon the choices that we make, but it is also greatly pivotal upon the choices that the generation before us make as well. We can break a cycle of doom. Yes, we can. And we can break a cycle of blessing yes it is up to us but it's a blessed thing to stand and continue with the Lord and look back over your life and say there's been others that went before me continued with the Lord too but somebody tonight I don't want anybody to be discouraged I want somebody to be an Abraham however much tethered you have been to your former life you broke away however much tethered you were to your earthly father you broke away and you said God I'm going on a journey and where you want me to go what you want me to see I'm going to do and folks you can give birth to a nation from your choice of leaders of worshipers of tithers of Holy Ghost filled people for generation and generations to come because of your choice Amen. Someone say amen. Stand with me here this evening and I'll come to a close. So it's the same. Life, death, blessing, cursing. You ever see anybody curse it's not without cause? For the same matter, if you ever see someone blessed, it's not without cause. I don't want to leave you hanging and leave Luke out of this. But notice what Mary spoke there in the scriptures. I can read one more time and we'll just tie it up with Mary. Mary says, my soul doth magnify the Lord. She says, my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. Look at now. He's regarded, Mary's attesting to the fact, he regarded my lowest state. She understand who she is. I'm the inferior my lowest state. Yeah, my lowest state. Because I'm, I'm the bride-to-be of a carpenter. And he's wanting me to be the mother of the Messiah. He, um, he regarded my lowest state of this handmaid. For, for behold, from henceforth... All generations shall call me, look at this, blessed. Now look now, for he, he, she's speaking about God. He's mighty. So she's noticed who she is, but then she turns around and notices who he is. He's mighty. They have done great things, have done to me great things. He must have blessed her, yes, with that holy child that was in there. She attested the fact, he, he, his name, his name is holy. Now look at verse 50 now. And his mercy is on them that fear reverence. Him, putting him in his place, reverence him from generation to generation. There's something that happened to Mary. She says, I'm blessed. I'm going to reverence 
the one who blessed me. And as a result of it, not only will they call me blessed for generations, but whoever flows from my loins shall be blessed. I'd say it like this. Whenever she accepted, Lord, I'll, I will readily supply the womb for your child to be birthed from. She set up an estate for generations that would come from her loins because whenever she said, I'll be the womb, it was the same as those down her lineage saying, I'll be the womb. Oh, I'm just excited about it. I love the Bible and scripture. It's awesome. Amen. Whenever she said, Lord, I'll be the womb. I'll be the vessel. It was just the same as some of those other children that were born from her. And that was some of Jesus' siblings saying, I'll be the womb. I'll be the vessel. I wish somebody today would understand that what we do, and I'm being repetitive on purpose, that what we do has generational implications, whether for good or whether for bad. Set up your trust funds if you have the ability to do so. Bless your kids that way. But you'll never set up a trust fund that can last to generation, to generation, to generation. <laughs> like you can with the service of the Lord. We can just bow our heads in this place. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.